it is recording. There we go. I think it is recording was the opening line of both episodes 118 and 119 of this well, show. Well, let's move from have we started to it is recording. Yeah, well, you know, that's is that progress? Uh, it is lateral progress. <laughs> lateral progress? Yes, is that progress? Well, it's not progress. It's not It's not regressing. Maybe it's just gressing. Like sort of maintaining sure. your course. It's just gressing. Is that the opposite of regressing? Gressing? Well, I don't think it's the opposite. I mean, progress and, like, you know, progression is moving forward. Regression is moving backward. So that's why I wonder if, if gression is just uh, staying still. Well, I've well, lost you. I've completely lost you. Well, well to gr what does it mean to gress? Well, I don't know. I don't know what it means. But I'm saying that I don't know that the opposite of moving forward is staying still. I think the opposite of moving forward is moving backward. Probably. I think those are more opposite. I mean, moving forward and staying still aren't. Maybe moving and not moving are opposites. But if if you specify that the movement is forward, then I think the opposite has to be backward. So, gressing. No, regressing is backward. I think gressing is staying still. I thought regressing is gressing again. No. I, how can you stay still again? Oh, I can. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, so this is episode 120, 120. Yes. That is twice as much as 60. It is. 120 has a, has a lot of, uh, what, are the, what are the number? factors? Uh, numbers that you can uh, divide it by? Yes, factors. Square factors. roots. Well, I don't think square roots, no. There's, the square root of 120 is going to be some awkward decimal number. But, but 120 is divisible by 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Six. I don't know what else. Eight. Eight. eight I think eight. Yeah, eight. Is it uh, eight? Yeah, eight, ten, twelve. I mean, and you get whole numbers. This is pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of available divisors here. Maybe it's the magic number. Maybe it is. Mike Nothnagel, is 120 the magic number? I believe it is. I'm sorry, Not, I didn't mean to answer for Mike Nothnagel. Yeah. Who, who do you think you are? Yeah. Stop I it. I said I, I believe it is, which means it's probably that is probably false. Oh, all right. Well, now I'm a little disappointed. Terribly sorry. So uh, uh, just to sum up, uh, the uh, Dodgers have been eliminated, as have oh, the Red Sox. Oh, okay. That's not new information, though. No, but uh, we're in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah, and guess guess who's already won their first round series as of the recording of this show? Uh, the Philadelphia uh, Philadelphians. Yes, the Philadelphia Philadelphians starring Shane Victorino as the center fielder. Yes. Uh, they've, they've won, you know, Victorino's their leadoff hitter now. Yes. He kind of he represents the team. He stands for everything that is Philadelphiac. Yes. Uh, well, at the very least, they won't beat the Dodgers in the championship series this year. No, not this year. No. But there's always next year. There is always next year. <laughs> it's horribly. Are the Dodgers even going to still exist next year? I mean, isn't the... Might the team be dissolved as a result of these divorce proceedings? Uh, they might. They might. The whole thing might evaporate in a whiff of smoke. Yeah. I mean, Joe Torre is gone. Manny Ramirez is gone. Uh, I don't know what else. What else? The ability to play baseball seems to be gone. Here's something that happened to me last night. I was walking to the store, and I was wearing my Dodgers hoodie and my Dodger cap. Yeah. Somebody in a car yelled out to me how Joe Torre does something very untoward to other men. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And That's... I did not respond. 
well, good to not respond, but if you had responded, you might have just told him, you know, Joe Torrey's not actually affiliated with the Dodgers anymore. I was thinking about that. Is he either going to say that or you would know? Oh. <laughs> Those are my two choices, but then I opted to say nothing. I think you would know is probably a pretty good answer to a lot of circumstances yeah. where people shout random things at you. Yeah. So it was very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, why don't we do the music? Why don't we have Franklin key up, uh, Jag of a Hank? That sounds good. Here it is. Always, always stellar. Yes. You know, their, their quality gresses. <laughs> it does. It definitely does. It stays the same twice. It well, it gresses over and over. Every episode, I feel like it it gresses. It, yes. <laughs> I don't know. So coming up on the show, we're we're going to talk about a lot of things. We actually have content. Like that's the big thing about this show we have is content. content. There's a whole bunch of content, but we're going to start it off with uh, viewer generated comment comment content comment content v- viewer generated content. Viewer mail. Opening it up. You started snapping, and I was still talking, so it sounded like you were kind of revving up the snapping. Like yeah, it... well, I have the, <laughs> I had a waffle, and so I have a little bit of syrup on my on my snapper. Oh, oh dear. Yes. Now, was it a homemade waffle? Was it the disgusting yes. waffles? Oh uh, no, no, I, I make the the batter myself. Oh, okay, good. I you do weren't it using then. you weren't using like that spray batter, were you? Oh no, but I but I, I've heard of that. It's horrible looking. It's horrible looking, but I've heard it tastes pretty good. Really. Yes. Batter in an aerosol can. Yes. Huh. Well, cheese in an aerosol can tastes good, so... Well, yeah, but it doesn't taste like cheese, so I don't know that I would expect batter in an aerosol can to actually taste like batter. Well, I'm, but I think it tastes like something. I think that's the point. Okay, okay, I believe it tastes like something. Well, let's uh, let's look at viewer mail. We have a viewer mail from uh, Dan Fair. Dan Fair, winner of the C Division, winner of the B Division, winner of Lollapazoola 2, winner of the A Division. Yes. Uh, he says... Of course, I appreciated the Sunday in the Park with George quote, and I wanted to note that Sondheim puzzle fans must check out Mark Halpin's Sondheim-themed variety cryptics, which are published in the Sondheim Review, but also available on his website, www.markhalpin.com slash puzzles slash puzzles.html. Awesome. What, what was the Sunday in the Park with George quote? Was that in a... In a... In a puzzle from a few no, it, weeks ago? No, it, it was from this podcast. I, I said, I said, look, you made a hat. Oh, right. When, and when I didn't cre- know what that was. Well, you created something where there had previously been nothing. And there's a fantastic song from Sunday in the Park with George uh, uh, called Finishing the Hat, in which the character of George Surratt is painting uh, his famous you know, his famous painting that the, that the whole show is about. And, uh, and he's making a hat. And the final two lines of the song are, look, I made a hat where there never was a hat. Yes. And I've always, I've always loved that lyric as kind of a representation of what, of what, uh, you know, creative artists do where people who, who paint on a blank canvas, people who, uh, create music where there was none before, you know, that kind of creation I think is really exciting for artists and I think Sondheim really tied that up nicely in that lyric. Look, so I made that, a hat where there never was a hat. How does that relate to our show? You had made something where there had previously been nothing. I don't know what it was. Oh, I think it was you created the file, the, the sound file of this recording. Ah, yes. And, and you said, oh, look, the file has appeared or something like that. And I said, oh, you made a hat. Right. And you and, asked and, that was from and I didn't know. 
Right, and we challenged the viewers to identify the quote, and several did. Um, Dan did, Amanda Yesnowitz did, Jim Horn did, and wrote us a wonderful little story about uh, uh, musical theater parties that he had been a part of. Uh, Peter Gordon recognized it, uh, and uh, Patrick Blindauer recognized it. Patrick Blindauer wrote back to us and signed his email, Your Little Cousin Eric. And at first I was a little bit confused, and then I realized that is a lyric from a song in Cabaret, but a song we don't do. Anyway, Patrick, I just wanted to say to you, I got the little cousin Eric, but we don't do that song in our production of Cabaret. Brilliant. Yeah. All anyway, right. that's a that's a long explanation for absolutely nothing. So you should go to that website, markhalpin.com. Puzzle the slash puzzles. puzzles. Yes. Finish. No, no, what? finish, finish. Markhalpin.com slash puzzles slash puzzles.html. It's fantastic. It's great. These puzzles that he's made are fantastic. Check them out. All right, our next viewer mail is from Nicole Hurst, Something Jared, Something Numbers. She says, since, since the Daily Blog has stopped, that would be our Daily Blog, there are yeah. still other blogs. There Just are, there are. Uh, Jared and I have dropped the ball with crosswords. We now only do Monday through Wednesday and are not trying to get better. <laughs> well, that's, they're wow. aggressive. Wow, that, that is regressing. Uh, I'm a little sad about it, but what can you do when work takes up so much time? We'll still be back for L4 next year, which I believe is Lollapazoola 4. Yeah. But we'll probably not be at the ACPT for a few years. Uh, I really look, still look forward to Tuesdays, though, so I can hear you guys. However, now that I've got an hour commute, I would really appreciate hour-long shows so that I can get all the way to work happy with the podcast like I did last year. Uh, speaking of people, will you ever include Adam's interviews from Lollapazoola 3? I think they might be fun to hear. So first off, there are a number of things here. First There's off, a lot going on. we need to tailor the length of our show to coincide with Nicole's commute. Okay. Apparently well, last year it was shorter. Her commute was shorter. And now it's longer. I think that's true. So the show needs to be longer. Well, I think this show is going to run a little on the long side because we do have a lot and we skipped a week. So we're kind of making up for lost time. Yes. Uh, what about Adam's interviews? Whatever happened to those? Where is Adam? Well, the truth of the matter is that I don't think that Adam's interviews are going to be made into a segment for this show. I think that that had been a plan, and then as Lollapazoola 3 progressed, progressed, gressed, as Lollapazoola 3 went on, Adam found himself doing other things, and you know what? I had approached Adam about Lollapazoola 3 and told him basically, I want you to do whatever you're going to have fun doing, and if that means interviewing people, great, if that means solving puzzles great if that means hanging out with your friends great i didn't care i just wanted adam to be there and uh, i think after he did a couple of interviews he found himself drawn to other stuff going on that day and i don't think that he ever compiled quite enough data to do a segment oh okay i think that's the sad news and i'm sorry nicole i think you were interviewed i think that i think that he did talk to you and maybe to jared but i don't I don't know. I'm going to, you know what, I'll contact him and see whether even that interview is available. And if it is, we will have a nostalgia episode and include it. Nostalgia for August. Sure. All right. Are you, are you nostalgic for August? Uh, I will be once it starts getting very cold here. Uh, Alex Boisvert, our email comes from Alex Boisvert. He says, consider the January 31st, 2007 crossword puzzle by Brendan Emmett Quigley. Uh, one across is thefts, one down is twice, and one diagonal is tilt at windmills. Would you call that initial T double-checked or triple-checked? I feel you two are uniquely qualified to discuss this. Speaking of which, have you considered releasing some of your greatest hits as standalone MP3s? I wouldn't mind having the whole Decker conversation alone, for example. 
So I, I think what Alex is getting at here is is the we talk about letters being checked or unchecked, and that point is you know in a crossword puzzle by the standard rules every letter is checked, which means it has two answers that have that letter in it. Typically, one across and one down share that box, and we call that letter checked. So in this Brendan Emmett Quigley puzzle, which include diagonal answers, do you call that single T double-checked or triple-checked? Which uh, relates to the Decker thing. I'm looking at the puzzle now. I, oh. But I think Alex is talking about, you know, is, is it is checked clues minus one? You know, kind of like the Deckers on a sandwich. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, why are we looking at a puzzle from years ago? Because it's an example of this perhaps numeric misnomer. What is the diagonal? I'm till... Tilt at windmills. Oh, you just said that. I did. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> I was listening, but I, ha- sure. I am a, I'm a visual learner. I see, I see. Uh, yeah, I guess it's triple-checked. Now, but then what is what constitutes being double checked? Uh, you see what Alex is getting at? No, I, under, I understand what he's getting. I'm trying to figure it out. But checked means that there are two answers that satisfy the letter. So wouldn't double checked mean a third answer? And therefore triple checked would require a fourth answer? Yes. I think, I think the parallel here is that, uh, you know, check number is clues minus one. I believe so. That has, can, can anything even be triple checked then? If you had a, sure. I think let's imagine a puzzle where maybe the center square uh, began both in a crossword and a downward, but then also began a word going diagonally out in two different directions. I want to see this puzzle. Okay. I don't know if one exists. Has anyone ever seen a triple checked letter by this standard? I bet that I'll bet you John Delphin has seen one, and I'll bet he's going to find it and email it to us. I look forward to it. That's what I think is going to happen. All right, brilliant. Did uh, I also, don't even know if, was I even doing crossword puzzles in 2007? Uh, we collectively were not. You might have been. I was not. I started doing puzzles in February of 2008. Yes. Okay. It seemed, yeah. So I don't think I did this puzzle. Okay, yeah, I started doing crosswords about two weeks before the ACPT in 2008. Right. And then you you beat me handily. I, I beat you barely. I mean, we, we both finished in the slop pit of the bottom 100. The slop pit? I said the slop pit. The slop I, I, pit? I don't know if that's a term. I just made it up. You, Romeo, closing it up. How's that syrup? Uh, it's still a little sticky. Really? That, that I, make, I make the waffles, uh, I do an overnight waffle batter. What does that and mean? You add yeast to it, and then the waffles rise overnight, and then you bake them. They're delicious. You bake them? Not bake them. Uh, you make them in the waffle maker. Oh. I, 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 thought... I don't know what that's called. I don't know what, I mean, it seems like it's being baked to me. But it's kind of being grilled on a shaped grill. I guess so. Right? I mean, isn't that what's happening? I guess so. Uh, what do you, I mean, maybe waffle is the verb. You're waffling. I guess so, yeah. I, I, I don't know. What, what is that? What is, the, what is the term for that? What is the term for, Mike Nothnagel, what is the term? You're, you work at a cooking school, for crying out loud. Yeah. Mike, you have a doctorate in cookery. What is the word for making a waffle? What is the word? Uh, uh, so, there's, there's a change. There, there, we've been informed by Jim Horn, and it has come to pass today 
Uh, yeah. For well, today, uh, today the day we're recording, not today the day you're listening. Yes, uh, that uh, there is a change in the New York Times puzzle files. Now that when you download them to look on your cross light and you solve them, you do not need a code to unlock them. I don't know why they made this change. I don't either. And I don't know what sort of uh, repercussions there are going to be this change. I, wonder I if like it, though. I think it's great. I okay. Just, I never understood why you needed a code in the first place. Well, there's the competitive aspect on the New York Times website. You can solve on the applet and then, you know, be judged against your peers for how fast you were. Yeah, but people cheat on that anyway. Well, I guess. But this now makes does this not make cheating on that easier? I guess so. But, you know, people want to cheat. Then who I, I don't even understand why you would want to cheat on that. I don't know what the point is. I don't know. I, I accidentally cheated on it once when I was I had solved the puzzle on paper and then I went to the applet because you couldn't get answers any earlier than the next day. So I went to the applet and I thought I had selected the option to just check your work, you know, untimed and right. just get the right answer. And instead, I had accidentally checked the other link where it did time you. So I just typed in the whole Saturday puzzle <clears throat> and it took me, you know, like two minutes or something. And then I checked it and it was right. And then all of a sudden it looked like I had solved the Saturday puzzle in two minutes. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. Uh, and I just felt stupid. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, look, I'm first. I just yeah. felt like, oh, God, I wish I could delete that. Felt a little sheepish. Absolutely. Very sheepish. Extremely sheepish. So there it is. No more code. No more code needed. No, just solve, click, and you're done. Yes. Right. I don't know why that. I don't know why. Why? Why they changed it? I don't know. It. I don't know why, but they changed it. Jim Horn, tell us why, if you know why, or if you're allowed to talk about why. Yeah. I'd like to know why. Why? 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 Uh, uh, our our next, seg next segment is this very, very strange thing we got emailed to us. Somebody, I don't know their name, Jandies. J-A-N-D-I-Z. I don't know if that's a person or a place or what. I think it's J and I's. J and I's, perhaps. Oh, okay. So J and I's emailed us and sent us this link. Uh, it's it's a website called www.itwpathway.com. <clears throat> ITW apparently stands for In the Woods. ITWpathway.com. And you go to this website, and there's this very strange movie that I, I think is comprised of like several little mini segments that kind of play on a loop of some sort. And if you use your mouse while you're on this website, you can kind of zoom in and out and to the left and right and steer around. And the whole thing is in a forest and there's people wandering around kind of asking existentialist questions. And I have no idea what's going on. There's this creepy music playing. I think Yoko Ono had to do with the music. Maybe Yoko Ono and Moby, I think, is involved, and Terrence Howard is in it, and Alan Cumming is in it, and it's very weird, and I don't understand anything about it. No, I don't like it. It frightens me. Now, here's, But here's the reason why this is actually of note to us. There's a puzzle in it somewhere. Somehow there's a puzzle in it, and there's another website, www.willshorts.com. How is this site not a tribute to Will Shorts? How is this site available for somebody else to make a weird puzzle? I don't know. Or maybe Will Shorts is involved and he's dedicated his site to this. I don't know. Uh, and I don't know what the puzzle is. I don't know what you're supposed to solve. I'm very confused and I want somebody to explain it to me. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't get it. And it, I mean, I didn't get that far in it because it's just, it reminds me of the Blair Witch Project and uh, it freaks me out. 
the movie is terrifying. I didn't want to leave my house after I saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, but there's a there's a Facebook group about it. If you if you're on Facebook, you can look up ITW Pathway. I think there's a Twitter. They Twitter things, and I don't know. I, I what I've learned is that there's a seven letter answer to this, whatever this is. All right. So uh, loose ends with Matt Materas, our next segment. Yes. Uh, Matt Materas, of course, uh, been charged with uh, tying up all the loose ends, the vast number of loose ends from our 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 past 119 shows yeah he says he is now a completist up through uh number 119 so he is now certainly qualified absolutely uh so here are the loose ends in one episode pre-franklin you talked to another sound engineer whose name i've forgotten what happened to him did he go on to work somewhere that is certainly not npr or did franklin just work out better who was that uh was it randy yeah i think it was randy Randy? He, he i believe wasn't uh union I think he wasn't, and the show went union sometime around episode 20. So we had to get rid of him. We did. Uh, we and we now, told him we, we were going to tap Hartley him, but uh didn't work out. No, it didn't. It didn't. It's too bad. I, I was kind of hoping he would join the union, and then we could use him, because to be honest with you, Franklin is horrible. Um, yeah. I feel okay saying that, because I know he's not actually listening to us while we record the show. Right. Uh, that's part of what makes him horrible. He just sits there at the, you know, I think he mutes us in the control room. And just sits there eating a sandwich. Well, he doesn't like us. Well, no, he thinks we're horrible people. But he makes a delicious sandwich. I've never tasted one of his sandwiches. Really? No. Next time you're back in town, ask Franklin to make you a sandwich. Okay, I will. I will. What's on the sandwich? Uh, it's a panini. Uh huh. It's got mozzarella and uh, prosciutto. Okay. It's mozzarella delicious. and prosciutto. That sounds good. I'm getting kind of hungry. Yeah. Uh, next loose end. It sounds like uh, you even considered it. It sounds like you even considered it, but damp paper is wet and soft, but it's more fragile than squishy. No, it sounds like you, it sounds, it doesn't sound like you even can. I don't no, I think, well, you know what, honestly, I haven't listened to the episodes in which we talked about what is wet and soft and not squishy. Uh, and maybe damp paper or, or even a damp paper towel, if it's, if it's out flat, maybe that's wet and soft and it's not squishy. It is fragile, but if it's crumpled up into a ball... Then it be then it definitely becomes squishy. Yes. Uh, well, I think uh, uh, Neville would know the answer to this. Well, Neville might know. Uh, Neville certainly tried to find something that was wet and soft and not squishy for a while, and then gave up. Uh, I remember Sammy the dentist also. I still remember Sammy the dentist suggested a fur-covered brick was wet and soft, a, a sopping fur-covered brick, um, but. That was a horrible answer. It was. Uh, maybe a damp, a, a flat, damp piece of paper is the answer to this long, long-awaited mystery. <laughs> All right, maybe we should try it out. Maybe we should get some paper and damp it. All right, it. We'll, we'll test this. And Neville, would you test this too? Because uh, I've nominated you for head of the squishy department. Uh, check this out, uh, damp paper. See what yes. you think. Uh, and lastly, this is... This isn't really a loose end. This is just something he's requesting. Yeah. Uh, again, I know you're busy, but if at some point you could post the various fill me in puzzles people sent you, I don't think I've done them all. You know, this is probably a good idea, and I know we've tried to do this, and uh, I we well we try and we fail. I feel like we like most of them have been up. Well, no, most of them were up on the old site, and since we moved, they're not up any longer. But on our site, if you go to be more smarter.com, there is a link labeled puzzles 
and currently that link leads you to the puzzles from Lollapazula 1 and Lollapazula 2, and there's a link for miscellaneous puzzles that only has one puzzle in it now, which is The World's Worst Crossword by Peter Gordon. Ah, yes. It is a bad crossword. It's a horrible crossword, but uh, there's... um, there's a whole lot of others that we need to include in that miscellaneous file, and they haven't made it in there yet. So we will, we will see if we can find those and get those in there. Yes. All right. Thank you, Matt Matera. We uh, have some loose ends that none of them have actually been uh, sewn up, but well, at least now we're all aware of them. The contest of then. The contest of then was from Patrick L. Blindito Blindauer. It was, what common brand name is made up of a three-letter body part inside a four-letter body part? Yes. And there was no anagramming with this. It was just... No. It was just, they were in order. They were just, one was stuck inside the other. Right. And the answer is... Charmin. Charmin. Charmin toilet tissue. You take the word arm, which is a three-letter body part, and you stick it inside the four-letter body part, Chin. Yes. You get Charmin. Charmin. Yes. Charmin. Charmin, Charmin. That it's pronounced Charmin, but Chin is pronounced Chin. Interesting. Why does the CH change? Uh, Why does the CH change? That is a mystery. That is a mystery. It should be either Charmin or Shin, but there already is a Shin. Hmm. This is very, very confusing. It is very confusing. I don't understand the English language at all. Neither do I. So the winner of the contest of then is Robert Warren Jones, a.k.a. Tuning Spork. Yeah, I like his online name, Tuning Spork. Yes. I like that a lot. We should just mention that Tuning Spork has led a, a word game on our website, in the comments of our website. Yeah, check check out the post about the Filmian episode we did not do last week, and there's there's an ongoing game there. It's a, a spinoff of Todd Mc, Todd McKay, Todd McClary's game from Lollapazula Three. Yes, so that's fun. Yeah, join uh, in the fun there. Yes. So so go ahead now. Contest of now. Uh, the contest of now comes to us from our good friend Alex Boisvert. Alex says this: Take a one-syllable common English word that rhymes with a vowel, either a, e, i, o, or u. Remove a letter to create a second common English word that rhymes with a different vowel. Remove a letter from this second word to create yet a third common English word that rhymes with yet another vowel. What are the words? Rhymes with a vowel. Yeah. So like the vowel A, the word day rhymes with A. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so we're looking for what has to be at least a four-letter word at least a four-letter word, because you're about to delete two more letters from it. Yes. So something that is four letters or more that rhymes with one of the standard five vowels, remove a single letter from it, and then you get a new word that, remi- that rhymes with yet a different vowel, remove another letter from the word, and you get yet a third word that rhymes with yet a third vowel. Now, Alex uh, did send us an answer to this, and I, so I totally understand the contest, but he also says there might be multiple answers. I believe there probably are multiple answers. So we will accept any answer that actually satisfies this contest. Yes. Now, but it has to need, satisfy the contest. It does have to satisfy the contest. No sending us answers that don't satisfy the contest. Uh, if you need this contest emailed to you, you should send us an email, rbxblog at gmail.com, with this week's password, which is Gresham. Gresham. This week's password is Gresham. Gresham. Yeah. Look on the horizon. It's a thunder god. And he's 
riding the King Daka at uh, at uh, Great Adventure. We're going to Great Adventure next weekend. Right? Yeah, we are. So next next week's show is going to uh, have a little be, bit of a recap of that. If I'm still alive. Coaster. Oh my God! If I'm still alive, it'll be amazing. When was the last time you were on a roller coaster? Uh, the last time I was on a roller coaster was probably uh, 22 years ago. <laughs> I cannot get my brain around you on a roller coaster, but I am looking forward to it like you would not believe. Yeah, apparently, apparently, uh, five days from when this episode is being released uh, on Sunday, this Sunday, uh, Ryan and his wife Pickles and me and my wife Tony are going to go to Great Adventure. And I have promised that I'm going to do whatever my wife asks me to do. <laughs> and if that means ride a roller coaster, I'll ride a roller coaster. If that means eating fried dough, I'll eat fried dough. If that means smiling for pictures, I will try my best. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to it. I am terrified, by the way. Yeah. But, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, you're far more adventurous than I am when it comes to, you know, life. <laughs> uh, you know, it's with, some, with, with some things. Yeah. I think most things. Maybe. I, I prefer I prefer comfort and predictability. Well, there is predictability on a roller coaster. You know what not, it's going to do. Not with me. No, 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 no. Not with me. There's not predictability. Oh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the, the, you know, the pictures they take when you're on the roller coaster and they try to sell them to you. Yeah, I, oh, I, I won't buy them. I won't well, buy I them. might. Oh, dear God. Uh, all right, so Monday, October... See, no, wait, wait, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm torn between feeling comfortable enough to react naturally and feeling so uncomfortable as to try to mask my fear and horror. <laughs> so I, I am most likely going to try to maintain composure and keep a straight face, even though I'm probably pooping my pants. I will not be maintaining any type of composure. No? I will be screaming like a little girl. Oh, okay. I will probably be squeezing the arm of my wife and looking for her as a cue to my reaction. Whatever she's doing, I'll do. Uh, well, she's going to be screaming. Okay, then I'll scream with her. All right, I cannot wait. This is going to okay. be awesome. Monday, <laughs> October 4th by Adam G. Pearl. This was a Monday puzzle. Yes. Uh, this was all about first ladies. No, it so, wasn't. Wait, what? It was not. It's a, oh, you're right. No. This is a, it's partly about first ladies. Which you it's, have, not really a, it's not really at all about first ladies. Part of it is. 17 no. across, the answer is first ladies. But, yeah, but saying that it's saying that it's about it. Wait, fifty-six across is ladies first. Ah. Twenty-three across is state police. Forty-five across is police state. Then you also have hangover and overhang. I enjoyed this. I thought this was cool. This well, it's terrific. I'm going to argue with you though that none of it is actually about first ladies. It's just about terms that reverse themselves. Uh, Seventeen across, Michelle Obama and Laura Bush. What is that <laughs> yes. about? What is that clue about? <sighs> The answer to the clue is first ladies, that but I'm not going to say that the puzzle is about first ladies. I'm not saying that I said I was wrong about that, but I'm saying part of this puzzle is about first ladies. And if that part, it just involves one clue, then that's the way it is. But I'm still correct. OK, well, then part of this puzzle is about things that are, are the, the, the worst excuses. And part of this puzzle is about uh, uh, the opposite of out in baseball. And part of this, I mean, come on. Agreed. Those are answers to the clues. That's not what the puzzle is about. Agreed. Could you hear that? Yes. Was that loud enough? Yeah, it's loud right. enough. 
I don't know where my microphone is. Uh, Tuesday, October 5th, by Paula Gamache. Wait a minute, who? She is making her New York Times puzzle debut, and it is her first puzzle of 2010. That's unbelievable. Uh, Paula Gamache has now had how many puzzles in 2010? Uh, like 37? Uh, about. 37? Wait, we've done that before. <laughs> uh, so this puzzle by Paula Gamache was, uh, it was a Don McLean tribute. Right. Uh, wh- why? I, I don't, I don't know really- why. I don't really know why, but the, the theme answers as they were ended with the opening lines of the chorus to uh, his famous song. Uh, so we had Say Bye Bye, Near Miss, African American, and Apple Pie. So Bye Bye, Miss American Pie. I have a problem with uh, Near Miss. 26 across, failure by a narrow margin, Near Miss. Isn't, yeah. isn't success by a narrow margin a Near Miss? No. A near miss means you didn't miss. No, a near miss means you missed. No, like if I'm driving and somebody comes to a screeching stop in front of me and I manage to swerve as to not hit them, that was a near miss. Right. So you. So I succeeded. I didn't fail. If I had failed, I would have hit them. No, well, you you succeeded in missing them. Right. So that's not failure. By a narrow margin, that's success. By no, a I, I, you're, no, I, I disagree. Really? If you, if you, if you throw a basketball, and it hits the rim and kind of rolls around in the thingamajiggy and yeah. it bounces out, that's a near miss. No, that's a complete miss. A near miss would be if it rolled around the rim and then went in. No, I don't. You're using this term incorrectly. Really? Yes. I have always thought that a near miss was something that you managed to do just by the skin of your teeth. Oh, no. You're, you, you would need to go back and redo a few things. Really? Yeah, you've been using this incorrectly. Well, I don't like this term, then. Well, be I'm, that I'm, as it may. Okay. Be that as it may. Wednesday, October 6th by Ian Livingood. Still my favorite name. Well, as spoken by Thor. The, oh, name, yes. the name Ian Livingood as spoken by Thor in episode 100, well, that was something special. So this was uh, the, the Sound of Capitalism, which is opening bell. Yeah, like at the and stock market, so, right? Yes. So okay. all of the theme answers, the beginning word can be put before a bell. Yes. An open up bell. So fire and, dr- and, oh, fire and rain, not fire and drain. No, fire it's and a rain. James Taylor song. Yes, so you have fire bell, cow tipping, cowbell, dinner etiquette, dinner bell, church lady, church bell, and Ironsides, iron bell. Yep. Iron bell? Nope. No. No, that's not one of them. That is not one of them. Uh, but good try. Uh, it seems like it should be, though. Yeah, well, then the parallel answer to that would be escalator, and I don't oh. think there's really an escalator bell. Escabel? Escabel? Yeah, it? isn't it? He's that musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Esquivel. <laughs> Slightly different thing. So this is good. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you have I just said was saying it was good. I'm I, not used to having the buzzer. I have the buzzer today, and I don't really yeah, know the timing of it. Uh, it was a near miss. Thursday, October 7th, by Patrick El Blindito Blindauer. This uh, was very cool, and you know what? Patrick continues to reinvent things. I, I'm, I am impressed again and again. This one, 40 across, 
figure that shares a property with this puzzle, six, uh, the answer is hexagon, uh, which is a six-sided figure. And there are six answers in this puzzle that have the word side as part of them. And those answers kind of hook around corners. So uh, one down outdoor retail promotion is a sidewalk sale. Uh-huh. And so side and then takes a turn and becomes sidewalk sale. Uh, 55 down was a Southwestern Rattler, which is a sidewinder. Uh, then we had the far side, state side, mountain side, and side swipe. Right. Very, very clever. Lots of fun. Yeah, really, really cool. And there were other clues on the list that just had, at least in the across light version, that just had hyphens. I, I guess to suggest we don't know what this clue is. It's not. I, I was a little confused at first, but those were the parts that were the continuations of these side turning entries. Yes. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Friday, August 8th by... August? August? Uh, What did I say, August? Yeah. I'm nostalgic. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Friday, October 8th by Brendan Emmett, Quigley Down Under, starring Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I., Blue Blood. Blue Blood? That's his new show, Blue Bloods. Who, Magnum P.I. is on a new show called Blue Blood? Yes. Really? It's not very good. No? Okay. Uh, This was very difficult, but I was able to finish it. Good for you. I was able to the, the the toughest part I thought was the top right. Yeah, I couldn't finish the top right. But somehow I figured out the word annealed. It just yeah. And that and that you know oh you know what it was you know what the key was was eight down which was strip teaser. Uh-huh. I figured out neon sign. Yeah, I did not figure out neon sign, but looking at that whole corner now, that's like the only entry that I didn't get that maybe I could have gotten because I certainly didn't know avionic. I don't know Bennett. I don't know annealed. I didn't understand nectars. I didn't know Canaan. I didn't know all of these things up there. Uh, see nectars. I actually figured out what he was going for in the clue. Yeah. B was workers may be drawn to them and I figured it was going to be bees. Yeah, I thought it was going to be about insects and then I dismissed that thinking of absolutely nothing that would fit. Well, I put flowers. I see. Which that, does that's fit. not right. It does fit, but it's not right. Oh, no, it's not right. No. But that's what I put. Yeah. But then that was wrong. But but the R and the S work. Well, that is true. So I had it there for a little while, but then I got neon okay. sign. And, it, and this... It, yes. no, go on, go on, no, go, go on. Ahead. No, I have nothing. I thought strip teaser is with a question mark. I thought it was going to be somebody funny from the funnies. I thought about cartoons as well. I thought, or comics rather. I thought that, I that is where my brain went and never came back to you know Vegas. No. Oh well, what are you going to do? This had uh, typical Brendan Emmett Quigley music stuff going on in it. Of course, uh, you had uh, country standard that begins "Love Is a Burning Thing," "Ring of Fire," great song, mm-hmm. and uh, twenty-seven across the Great Pretender, Chrissy Hind. Yes. From the Pretenders, fantastic uh, band. I love the Pretenders. The top left of this, I got like it was a Monday puzzle. I got the top left pretty quick, and I got the bottom left pretty quick as well. But then, uh, and it was a big slowdown after that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Saturday, uh, August slash October 9th by Joe Crozel rhymes with puzzle. Uh, this uh, was a pretty impressive construction. Quad stacks of 15s and at it was top and awesome. bottom. And it was it was relatively awesome. You know what? I think the construction was fantastic. I had a little bit of an issue with something that I guess you can't really avoid when you're making this kind of thing. 
three of the eight stacked 15s had the word ones in them. Yeah, that's true. Cleared one's name, rest on one's oars, crossed one's path. And yeah, I have I said before that, that I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan of the ones yeah, in I know phrases. So that was a little bit of a turnoff for me in what was otherwise, I think, a very clean puzzle. I thought it was fun. I mean, I didn't finish it. I, yeah. I, I got all the 15s. Yeah, I got all the 15s. I had some trouble. Uh, there were some rivers over on the left yeah, in did, the middle. Did, did, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Dniester? Dniester? Yeah, something like that. I'm okay. not sure. And I didn't know that cross Dr. Lau. I don't know that movie. And uh, the Elbe River. I never know rivers. I don't know yeah, anything about it. This was, uh, I could not get the middle left portion of this at all. Yep. It was impossible. That was the part I didn't know. UFW, I didn't know that. Uh, and then Guest, Jest, 33 down. What is that? Daring Exploit, G-E-S-T. Yeah, I thought it was Risk. Risk would have made more sense. But I did get Grand Total, so I knew it started with a G. And I knew Sal's was the pizza place in uh, Do the Right Thing. I knew Sal. That's the first thing yeah. I put in. Well, that was the first thing you put in? Yeah, I, I know Sal's. I actually got one of the 15s almost immediately without any crossings, 58 across, an employee may accept a package for one, early retirement. Oh, yeah, I, I got that. That just, just came to me. Oh, it didn't quick. just come to me, but yeah, I got it eventually. Oh, okay. Well, and now there's more that makes me hungry in this puzzle. 23 down, uh, what's the clue? Order at Long John Silver's fried shrimp. I love fried shrimp. Fried I just shrimp want to say, delicious. you know. Yes. Fried shrimp. I mean, fried stuff in general is delicious. It is. I'm I'm going to eat a lot of fried stuff at uh, Great Adventure. I, I look forward to it. Although, if I eat too much, then I risk throwing up on the roller coaster, right? You do. So I can either eat a lot in order to try to avoid getting on the roller roller coaster, like use that as an excuse. That's not going to fly. You don't think so? No. With who? With you or with Tony? With Tony. No. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm going to have to I, rethink my plan. I have, I have retired from the job of trying to make you do something you don't want to do. You, uh, you, had, you had that job? I, I did have that job for a while, but I've since retired. But Tony is still a, a part of that company. Oh, my God. When did you have that job, and what did you try to get me to do? I got, tried to get you to watch uh, episode three. Oh, my God. That wasn't a job. That was a self-appointed nonsense. I'm never going to watch episode three. That's ridiculous. I have retired from that. That's not a job. Nobody hired you for that job. Well, I took it upon myself. Yeah, that's different from having a job. That's that's inventing an impossible task. Well, anyway, uh, Tony is still uh, hired by that company, and uh, she's very good at it. Well, I hope she has more success than you. Hopefully. Sunday, August 10th. October. October. It's what did October. I say? August. Again, you said August. What's wrong with me? Uh, Where do you want me to begin? Sunday, August 10th, 2010. By you just said it again. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sunday, October 10th. What did I just say? October 10th. Thank God. Okay. 2010. By Patrick Merrill. Yes. Driver's Translations. Yes, Driver's you know Translations. What? I... I like this puzzle, but I just found it to be very negative. It was a little bit on the negative side. You know what I thought of when doing this puzzle is that, you know, Patrick Merrill is a cartoonist as well. I thought this puzzle would be a good cartoon. Like I could imagine panels of a cartoon with drivers seeing road signs that then said these phrases instead of what the signs actually said. Yes, I can see. You that. know, 
that it, it it seemed sort of like cartoon punchline to me. Each one of these theme entries. But they were all I don't know. They were all negative. Your tax dollars at work, pork barrel project, merging traffic, prepare to be cut off, congestion next ten miles, road rage zone. Well, I don't know. well, but but think about this: when you're driving around and you see signs on the road, I mean, they're all. Any sign that makes you think about anything is probably going to be a frustrating thing. Like you think about, oh, I have to slow down. Oh, there's going to be construction. Oh, there's a toll up ahead, whatever it is. You don't see signs. When do you see signs that like make you happy? Dairy Queen, next exit. Oh, okay. That's true. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is good. That's true. But then I feel yeah. in, in, in uh, uh, this puzzle, that would be translated as, uh, uh, sorry, hips. <laughs> Something like well, that. Well, maybe. Yeah, they are a little bit negative, but I don't know. I'm, I, I guess this kind of thing works better. Than that.